Okay, welcome back. This is the first official uh, Maximum Hoops podcast. And obviously with the big news hitting with the big trade of Christophs Porzingis going from the New York Knicks to Dallas Mavericks, uh, I thought it would be time to do an emergency podcast so we can uh, maybe break down the trade. We'll talk a little bit about the implications each player is going to have with their new ball club, um, how impossible scenarios uh, for the Knicks now that they've cleared up some room. And uh, we'll also talk, maybe we'll touch a little bit on the Anthony Davis uh, um, trade demands, plus uh, uh, talk maybe a few players who also might be traded. So that's going to be happening on the first ac- uh, actual first Maximum Hoops podcast. So um, thank you for uh, taking a listen. And um, my last podcast was just a practice one. It was just to uh, get a little bit of a, a feel for what I was doing and um, and uh, just basically get a, an overall practice session in. So this is for real. This is uh, my podcast. Um, I may at times get guests. Um, kind of just going to be my thoughts. Uh, basically on anything I can um, think of that uh, comes to my mind. But uh, for right now, uh, this Christophs Porzingis trade is just, it's, it's, it's crazy. Things happen so fast. And if you believe that Christoph went into New York Knicks and demanded a trade and they made a trade in uh, the next hour, then um, I'm sorry you believe that, but that has not happened. They were, they were talking before. I think the meeting today was more of a a talk uh, about they probably they uh, I'm assuming they just told uh, Porzingis that uh, we have a deal possibly of you going to Dallas. Dallas uh, is very interested in you. I'm sure he gave him the stamp of approval. Not that he needed it, but I'm sure it was a courtesy today. Um, that's all that meeting was this morning. So. Um, Porzingis goes on his way. Uh, not sure if Porzingis is going to ever see the, the court this season. Um, if I'm Dallas, I would like to get him out and rush him onto the court. Maybe um, see if, uh, you know, just get a feel for him, get him a little bit into the system, uh, playing under Rick Carlisle. Uh, you know, get him on the court with Dirk, do some stuff like that. I know that they'll have him on the court with Dirk, behind the scenes practices and stuff like that. I would like to see him a little bit in uniform. Uh, I think that would be um, beneficial to both Porzingis and and the Mavericks uh, if you get him on the the court and see what he can do. Um, I, 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 if you were to uh, go on the last word on sports, I broke this trade down. Um, my grades were I gave I gave Dallas an A and I gave the Knicks a B. And let's start with the Mavericks. The reason I gave them an A, it's, I mean, it's pretty simple. They went all in for um, for uh, Porzingis. There's no question about it. And let's assume he's going to come back from a, his ACL injury um, like he was playing. And I don't know what the plan is. I don't know if the plan is to play him as a center with the, with the ability the centers now have. I think that's his more... Uh, natural position now in the current uh, state of the NBA. I think he should play center. Uh, that way you can still keep Harrison Barnes at the four. You can put a shooter as a, a three. Um, I don't think their current starting five is on the roster, what they're going to look like next year. I think you're going to see some changes. But um, 
Porzingis is probably going to, well, obviously he's going to play the four or five, but he's probably going to be, I think he's going to be transitioned under Rick Carlisle to a five. Um, that way he can sit out and shoot. He can get in. He can block shots. I think that's probably his more natural position right now. Um, I'm a little tired of people complaining about Tim Hardaway Jr.'s contract. Um, Tim Hardaway's put up numbers, and I know he's not, uh, he hasn't shot a great percentage, but the dude's put up numbers. Uh, he makes three-point shots. He's proven that he can be um, a scorer in this league. And I think he is a major steal, a major steal in this um, in this trade. I think this is, I think that's the best part of the of the deal. I mean, obviously Porzingis is the best player they got, but Tim, you you could put Tim Haraway as your starting two guard. Obviously, they're moving they're moving Luka Doncic, uh, the sensational rookie. They're moving him to the point guard full time. He's going to have the ball in his hands at all times. He's going to create offense for himself. He's going to create offense for everyone else. Um, imagine him driving the lane and pitching it out to uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., either in the corner or at the top of the lane. Uh, I mean, come on. He's not going to have the pressure. He's not going to have the pressure that he has in New York. In New York, they wanted him to be the man. That's why they maybe overspent for him a little bit. Um, and he's been the leading scorer, you know. Um, but this way... He's going to be able to be fed off. Uh, you can feed off of um, Donkic. You can uh, give him um, nice, clean looks. He's going to be able to get all kinds of uh, better shot selections. He's not going to have to rush the shot. He's not going to have to try to, to uh, you know, please. Um, he's not going to have to please, you know, the Knicks fans because of the money. I'm a... I'm a big fan of Tim Hardaway Jr. I like him in this trade. This is going to be excellent. It's going to be... So you you got Luka Doncic, who's now your starting point guard. Six foot eight. You're going to have a six foot five uh, Hardaway next to him. You're going to have a seven foot three center. Then you put Harrison Barnes at one of the forward spots, depending on how they, how they want to do it. Because obviously they played... Uh, Barnes has played a lot as a four in Dallas, I think I think he is obviously is that more natural position to three, but I think you could see him play either forward spot depending on how the roster looks. Um, so getting Tim Haraway, I think was just um, I think that was a wonderful acquisition along with Porzingis, and obviously they got Courtney Lee too, who's another wing, a three and D type who can uh, pressure uh, defense, uh, hit an open jumper. I would not be surprised if. He he starts sometime during the season this year. I mean, he's under contract for again next year. He's a perfect wing. I think he'd be a nice compliment next to Harrison Barnes up in the front court. I really think that's. I mean, you could have a so so your your starting line is going to be Luka Doncic. It's going to be uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. Possibly Courtney Lee at the three. Then you have Harrison Barnes at the four. Kristaps Porzingis at the five. I mean, that's a that's not bad. Um, I think they're gonna have to they're gonna have to round out their bench a little bit more, but it's um it's uh it, it they're they're definitely I definitely think they improved. Um, West Matthews was a free agent at the end of the year. They were gonna have to replace him anyways. They just did with with a better version of Tim Hardaway Jr. Um, Dennis Smith Jr. was unhappy. 
and and I, you know he just didn't really match with Luka Doncic. Um, Tim uh, Dennis Smith Jr. needs the ball in his hands. He's not. They tried moving him as almost to an off guard position with Doncic on the court. That's just not Dennis Smith Jr.'s uh, strength. He needs the ball in his hands, um, attacking. Uh, hopefully, he can start making better decisions as as a more uh, true point guard. And um, his time in Dallas, we knew was coming to an end. Uh, it's funny because the Knicks passed on him for Frank Nielakina, and um, now have uh, acquired him. And uh, Nielakina will probably be backing him up, or uh, possibly being moved to a two guard so he gets more minutes. So there's a lot of implications with this trade. It's um. It's uh, definitely going to, uh, I mean, there's seven players dealt and two draft picks. That's, that's, a, that's a huge deal. Um, and uh, Dallas is, like I said, I gave them an A. And uh, they're just really, uh, I, I really like the way they, uh, they improved their roster here. So let's look at the Knicks a little bit. The Knicks uh, want to lose. There's no bones about it. The Knicks want to lose. And the more they lose, the better chance they have to get in the number one pick. Obviously, everyone's main um, target for the number one pick is uh, Zion Williamson. Um, but in this trade, the Knicks not only are guaranteed that they're going to lose a lot of games this year, but dude, they cleared out so much cap room. I mean, this is crazy. So what they did was they acquired DeAndre Jordan. They acquired Wes Matthews. DeAndre's almost $23 million. And Wes Matthews, I think it's $22 million. That's $45 million that they're not going to bring back. They're going to um, renounce them. They're going to clear up so much cap room, not to mention the projected $30 million they're going to have with Enos Cantor's contract coming off the books. Um they got, wow, they just cleared up, I think it's like $75 million of cap room, I and mean, that's going to be enough for two max spots and, and then some, and and I know their targets are Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, I'm not 100% sure how this Kyrie Irving thing is, I'm not 100% sure that that's a possibility, um, I, I, I do think Kevin Durant might be a possibility, because Let's face it, we all know Kevin Durant's going to go for the money. Kevin Durant wants to get paid. Uh, yes, it's cute that he went and won however many championships it's going to be. You know, this will be his third. Um, I think it's cute, you know. But um, anyways, I think that uh, you're going to see you're going to see Kevin Durant try to go and get paid. And the Knicks are going to do it. The Knicks are going to pay him. The Knicks are going to offer him whatever he wants. And, um, and Kevin Durant's going to be interested. So it's um, it's a it's a crazy dynamic. Um, and then if they do get Kyrie Irving, I'm not sure. I'm not 100% convinced Kyrie Irving. I don't have the free agent list in front of me, but I know uh, Jimmy Butler's going to be wanting to get paid. Um, I'm not sure Phoenix or Philadelphia is going to want to pay him. Um, uh, I know Chris Middleton was going to want to get paid. I'm not sure the Bucks feel he's worth $30 million. Um, so that means 
uh, it makes my have to overspend for uh, a second star. I'm not saying Chris Middleton's a second star, but he'd be a good, better two guard option than what they have, um, or a small forward option, and play him and Durant up top uh, in the front court. I mean, there's so many different things they can do. Um, I'm not 100% sure that um, they're going to get two, do- two free agents. And then you factor in Zion Williams in the fact. If they, for some reason, were able to uh, get, um, were able to get uh, Zion Williamson and match him with Kevin Durant, and we'll say Chris Middleton and Dennis Smith Jr. Wow, now we're talking in the East. Now we're talking. I mean, they're a playoff team. I mean, there's no doubt about it. they're a playoff team. Um, possibly, I mean, they're possibly approaching up top four. You know, every year I keep giving Washington a, four, a top four seed, but they're definitely not a top four seed. But anyways, um, it's, 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 it's really crazy to think of all the cap space they're going to have. Now, obviously, if, uh, if things were to go bad and, um, and uh, they didn't get any of the top free agents, Kevin Durant, they didn't get Jimmy Butler, they didn't get uh, Kyrie Irving, whatever their top targets are. If the Knicks come up empty, this is a, f- I don't want to say a fail of a grade, but they're approaching a, a, not a really good, you know, I mean, this trade's going to look really bad for them. But if they were, even even if they just get Durant and and run and, and, and get a top, so let's 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 take a look at this. So say they get Durant, and uh, I'm not even going to give them Zion Williamson. I'm going to give Durant and Kevin Knox up front, right? Um, they got Dennis Smith Jr. They could sign. I mean, Clay's going to want to get paid. I don't think he's going to New York. If Clay leaves Golden State to the Lakers, that's the only thing I think. But um, and and I don't know how Kyrie and Dennis Smith Jr. would would mesh together. Obviously, if Kyrie agreed to go to the Knicks, they would find a they would they would trade uh, Smith Jr. or or do something, but um, think about it this way: I mean, the Knicks are, you know, and and say they don't get uh, Zion Williamson, say they get R.J. Barrett, so now you got the uh, Tennessee Jr., R.J. Barrett in the backcourt, um, Kevin Knox, and they signed Kevin Durant in the back, right, and then um, they could uh, either at this point they could re-sign DeAndre Jordan. Probably for a smaller, um, probably for a, that's if they keep him, because they could be buying him out. I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, uh, I think, you know, or they could uh, sign a a center, you know, a defensive-minded center who may have the ability to pop, uh, make a three-pointer. And and now you get the Knicks. The Knicks Knicks are a stud team. Um, so there's a lot of different elements to this trade. The Knicks, it, the Knicks could either win this trade by a mile or lose this trade by a mile. It's it's pretty much crazy. This might be one of the, you know, the Bulls did this back in the day. They wanted to, uh, they made a play for um, for Tracy McGrady and they made a play for Tim Duncan and Grant Hill. They're all free agents at the same time. Um, 
and they backfired. They didn't get nobody. But um, it, it's uh, it's 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 just kind of it's kind of this is kind of funny. I mean, there's so many what ifs, you know. Um, I I don't even I don't even remotely know how to think how this this summer's gonna go. But this summer might be one of the craziest summers outside of anything LeBron does. Um, but this might be one of the craziest summers ever. But um, but for the Knicks on the court this season, Dennis Smith Jr. is your new starting point guard. That is a fact. There's no ifs. There's no ands. There's no buts. Dennis Smith Jr. is going to be the starting point guard for the New York Knicks. Might happen, not happen his first game, but you better believe it. He will be the starting. He'll be the starting uh, point guard for the Knicks. And um, if if they're smart. And they want to keep developing. I I think they should make Frank Nitatina and start him as the um, two guard going forward. He's got good size. He's long. I know he's not a great shooter, but they can they could try working with some stuff. They're not going to win. They've won ten games this year. They're not winning. They're not going to make it to the playoffs. They're in full tank mode. This is very. I, this, this is a very crucial time. Um, I do not believe Wes Matthews is going to stick around. Um, it's possible he does. And if he does, it's great. But if if Wes Matthews does not stick around, then uh, you're going to need a, a, a two-guard of some sort. Obviously, they can use Damian Dotson, who's been a nice player. Um, but I think I my personal opinion is is I think they should uh, make Frank Nielakina, uh the starting two guard and go with that. And then you're going to have Kevin Knox and Gamir, your three or four. Probably your three, I'm thinking. I'm just trying to think of the roster offhand um, uh, right now. Um, but uh, you got Kevin Knox um, and Lance Thomas are probably going to be your forwards. So Lance Thomas will probably be more of the four and Kevin Knox will be the three. I'm assuming. I'm assuming he's going to be like. Um, uh, uh, he gets a lot of. Uh, he gets a lot of. Um, Lance Thomas gets a lot of run with the Knicks. He's gotten run with the Knicks for a lot of years, and right now they're just they're just, they're just filling voids. And if and if West Matthews sticks around, then maybe they play West Matthews. They could play Davian Dotson as a three too. And, and Kevin Knox at the four. Um, and, and and my guess is DeAndre Jordan gets bought out. Do the, I mean, maybe the Knicks keep him around as a starting center. I would be very surprised. I mean, I, this is the NBA. Stranger things have happened. However, I, I think DeAndre Jordan is going to be bought out. So then they'll continue to... to Play Luke Cornett at center, which I don't get. I mean, he's been playing well, but I don't get. I think they need to get Mitchell Robinson at center and um, let him just develop. Like I said, they're going to be losing games. You know, um, it's 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 crazy. And then my guess is, since they're in expiring deals and they're not expected to be. Um, they're not expected to be uh, 
you know, um, contributors. I think uh, DeAndre Jordan and Russ Matthews are going to be bought out. Uh, now, the interesting thing is DeAndre, both these guys are going to be targets for the Lakers, especially if the Lakers make a trade for Anthony Davis and need some depth. However, um, I, I do not... This whole Anthony Davis thing is turning into a mess. I'll get to that in a few seconds. But just to recap, the Knicks-Mavericks trade, I like it right now for Dallas a little bit better for ne- than New York. But should New York be able to get any kind of... Um, any kind of... Uh, uh, what am I looking for? Any kind of... Uh, you know, just a big name for Asian and a top pick. They're... It's it's crazy, crazy how much of good trade this will be if if they can, if they can, you know. And and let's be honest, Porzingis was a he was a problem for the Knicks. I mean, he was a good player, looking to be greatly potential. His potential looked to be great, right? But if you guys can be a problem, I mean, he he he's not good enough to overcome the problem. That makes sense, and uh, let me tell you, it's uh, not necessarily a bad thing that they dealt him. They got a starting point guard of the future. They got tons and tons of money to spend on players. Um, so I mean, this could be a phenomenal deal for the Knicks, but. Um, I'm going to transition a little bit to Anthony Davis. I'm going to talk about him a little bit. Anthony Davis, obviously, as most of you know, requested a trade. Um, That's not the surprising part. The surprising part, you know, is almost the timing. Um, Just before the trade deadline. Was it calculated? Yeah, probably. But, um, you know... It sounds like he wants uh, to be in a new home by um, by the trade deadline. And according to reports today, it sounds like that home is going to be L.A. It sounds like he wants to be in the Lakers, and he is threatening to sit out if he is not on the Lakers. Um, not sure that's a good move, but that's what the rumor is right now. With that being said, I'm thinking... Uh, the Lakers should maybe not uh, go all in, if you know what I'm talking about. There's a report that they've offered Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, um, Avika Zubak, and a first-round pick for Anthony Davis. Well, if that's the case, the Lakers are going to need to fill a lot of holes. <laughs> However, I'm not 100% sure that's that's accurate. And supposedly, they... they um, Supposedly, they um, they had five different offers that they've given them a chance to look at, and New Orleans is playing hardball. New Orleans does not want to deal with the Lakers or something to that effect. Uh, you know, I can't believe all these reports because there, there's all kinds of contradicting reports. However, uh, I think Anthony Davis today made this uh, his final statement saying that. He wants to go to the Lakers, and he wants to go to the Lakers before February 7th. If that's the case, I'm the Lakers, and Anthony Davis is threatening to be a problem, that means that his stock is 
or I should say the value's gone down a little bit. So with that being said, I I wish they could keep Lonzo. However, I do not think that they can keep Lonzo in in any trade for Anthony Davis. I think um I think uh Lonzo is super talented and I know New Orleans likes him. And I know Lonzo said that he wants to be dealt to a team like New York or Chicago where he could be a point guard. He would be the point guard in New Orleans because Drew Holiday is now officially a two guard, it sounds like. He doesn't he doesn't want to play point guard. He's officially he's liking uh he got really comfortable playing off the ball actually with Rondo and uh he wants to continue that. Uh, I think Lonzo Ball would be phenomenal in New Orleans. And I don't think there's any way, any way New Orleans does not accept the deal without Lonzo in it. Um, um, I think Zubek is probably going to be in it for a couple reasons. Uh, he's kind of expendable in L.A. They got Tyson Chandler and JaVale McGee who can play center. I think that's, you know, I think those two guys are going to be, as if I'm assuming they're going to make the playoffs. So if that's the case, I don't think Zubak's going to be getting much playing time. So it makes him a little expendable. And then there's the debate, Brandon Ingram or Kyle Kuzma. And I know Josh Hart's name's been involved. I don't expect Josh Hart to be involved. Um, so now you got Brandon Ingram or Kyle Kuzma. If I'm the Lakers, I include Brandon Ingram. For a couple reasons. For one, Brandon Ingram has more, we'll call it superstar potential. Um, I'm not saying he's a superstar, but his potential has superstar written all over it. And um, that's a selling point. That's a selling point. Kyle Kuzma's had great games. Kyle Kuzma might be the second best Laker behind LeBron James. However, Brandon Ingram has that superstar potential. And I think that... That holds a lot of weight, especially for a team like New Orleans who wants to make a splash on this. They want to make a splash. So you're 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 thinking Brandon Ingram is going to make the deal look a little bit more enticing. So I, man. So and if I'm the Lakers. I want LeBron teamed with Kyle Kuzma over Brandon Ingram. Not nah, just because LeBron and um, Brandon Ingram essentially play the same position of small forward. That's not the reason. The reason is, is Kyle Kuzma is a spot-up shooter. Kyle Kuzma also has a good pump fake and take the ball to the uh, hole. Those are both traits that work well with... Um, with, with LeBron James. Kuzma spotted up in the corner is exactly what LeBron James needs. And Brandon Ingram can't do that. So it's it's a no-brainer to me. You let Brandon Ingram go to New Orleans. Not only that, he would be a stud. In, he would be a stud in New Orleans. Could you imagine Brandon Ingram, Brandon Ingram, and Lonzo Ball. So Brandon Ingram... Brandon Ingram would be your small forward. Lonzo Ball would be your point guard. Drew Holiday would be your two. Um, you could roll out Julius Randle as your four. 
Uh, Nikola Mortich is your four. I would I would rather stick with Randall. Jalil Okafor has been awesome, and he's your five. I mean, they're not making a playoffs this year, but you give me a couple of nice building blocks. It gives you something. It gives you something. I mean, it gives you something for for losing Anthony Davis. Um, you know, that's those are my thoughts on that. Like I said, that you keep Kuzma, and you roll out. Uh, Rondo's back. Rondo will be your point guard. Josh Hart's your shooting guard. Obviously, LeBron's at three. Kuzma's your four. Then you roll out uh, either McGee or um, Tyson Chandler as your center. I mean, that team, because 99% of that team, 99% of the reason I say this is because of LeBron. That's a playoff team right there. You know, not just a playoff team. That's a top three seed in the West. Although they'd have a lot of work, obviously, with LeBron's injury that they've kind of, they haven't dug themselves a hole, but they've lost their, you know, their playoff spot for as for right now. But, I mean, come on. I think this is a, that's a trade that helps both teams. And I understand. I understand if they wait, if New Orleans waits this summer, uh, the offers are going to be better. They might get a King's Ransom for, um, uh, or I should say more of a King's Ransom for Anthony Davis. Uh, they're, um, you know, and then, and then of course, the Celtics. Celtics are going to be involved. Celtics are loaded with draft picks. Celtics are loaded with young players. Jason Tatum, in my opinion, is better than Brandon Ingram. Uh, Jalen Brown is probably better than. I mean, he's, yeah, he's. I mean, he's probably better than Lonzo Ball right now. Um, I, they're two different players, two different style of players. Um, so you're gonna get better players. Uh, you know. But, I mean, you could play Tatum and and. Uh, Brown up front, but I think Tatum as a small forward is is, is very enticing. Um, there's just there's just a lot of different things, um, and if you get Jalen Brown, then Drew Holiday's probably moving back to the point guard spot unless they get Terry Rozier in a deal. But Terry Rozier is going to be a restricted free agent, so they would ha- he'd have to agree to it. There's just I don't think it's. I don't think it's a slam dunk. I don't think it's. A, let's just put it this way. I don't think it's a slam dunk that um, that the Boston Celtics deal is more enticing for the Pelicans than the Lakers deal. Um, obviously, we heard the Knicks name. Obviously, he's not going to the Knicks because the Knicks dealt their only chips today and. They don't want to. They don't want to mess up their seventy-five million dollars of cap room they just cleared up, uh, as described earlier in the podcast. Um, but you know, I mean, there's Toronto, supposedly. Um, uh, they could be a, a player. Uh, they like to match uh, Anthony Davis with Kawhi Leonard. I'm not sure Kawhi is going to resign. I think Kawhi could be going to the Clippers. Uh, there's, there's just, um, there's just so many different, uh, um, different things that can happen if the Pelicans wait to the summer. 
It's not, um, it's not a slam dunk, though, um, that they're going to get the better offer, too, because it's, it's just, um, it's a crapshoot, too, you know. I mean, who else is going to be, I know Milwaukee's, um, supposedly, but I'm going to be honest with you, the Bucks don't have the assets to do it. I mean, who, who wants Middleton and, I mean, I guess you could put Bledsoe, um, but now, I mean, are you going to gut your whole roster for Anthony Davis when you're um, right now in the middle of a, actually you're the top team in the East, so you're going to gut your roster for Anthony Davis? I, don't think, I mean, like, if they were, like, the fifth seed right now, I would I would, I would, would do whatever it took. But you're going to gut your own roster? It just doesn't, it doesn't make sense. I mean, right now, they have a legitimate chance to go to the finals. And um, I'm not sure that um, I'm not sure that uh, you know gutting your roster for Anthony Davis is going to make you the favorite to get to the finals. So I mean, you're gonna have no bench. You're gonna lose a couple starters. You know, it's just it's just it's not it's not the perfect um, it's not the perfect move. So I'm very um, very surprised that people think the Bucks have a chance. Uh, but, um, you know, stranger things have happened, you know, so we'll see. I think, I think a, a team, it's a dark horse. And if you, if you go on last word on sports, um, you'll see, I, I wrote about three realistic trades for Anthony Davis. And one of them I put was Portland. Um, unfortunately, if you want a superstar, you're going to have to give up good players. And in, and in my trade idea, I um, I suggested that maybe CJ McCollum would would head to would head to New Orleans, and that reason the reason is um, I mean it's not a perfect uh, scenario, but you're not going to give up get Anthony Davis for nothing, you know. So you have to give up some good players. So um, if you want to check that out, then last word on sports, you can check that out where I broke down the trades, but, um, uh, it's, uh, it's a mess right now, it, it, it really is, and, um, they need to, they need to solve this thing, I, I'm a nut, I'm a nut when it comes to trades, I love trades, um, today during the Chris Jobs Porzingis trade, I, I was at Walmart, and I was, I had to get out of there. I had to go home right away. I had to write about it. You know, it's just um, a very, a very, very fun time for me. The NBA trade deadline, um, uh, NBA draft number one, NBA trade deadline number two. Those are my two favorite times of the year. So it's um, it's 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 an interesting time, and um, and we'll see. We'll see what happens with. We'll see what happens with Anthony Davis, and um, and uh, I think the Lakers are the front runners. I think if, however, he does not get traded by February seventh, which is the trade deadline, I do believe, I do believe that that um, uh, Celtics will try to make a trade. I'm just not sure he's a surefire thing for that. Um, so, anyways. Um, so that's 
that's my thought on that. Um, the trade deadline is February 7th. There's uh, more players um, that I think could get traded. Obviously, I, like I said, I keep referring to what I've written. I wrote last week about some players who could be possible trade targets. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. was one of them. Well, Dennis Smith Jr. is gone. Traded. Obviously, you know about the whole um, Anthony Davis scenario. I've talked about it. Everybody's talked about it. So, there's that going on. And um, there's just... There's... Um, there's there's teams that are trying to make a move. Um, Phoenix is trying to make a move for a point guard, possibly. Not really sure what point guards are available. Um, you know, um, obviously, if the Lakers don't get Anthony Davis, um, I hope they don't panic and I hope they don't start dealing um, players trying to get that second superstar. I hope they they just decide to wait till the summer. Um, there's just um, there's a lot going on. It's it's it's, it's a fun time of the year. It's um, it's uh, you know uh, um, I know San Antonio's reactive. Mike Conley Jr. could be dealt. I know Indiana. Um, Indiana might be interested in Mike Conley Jr. Uh, Marcus Soule from Memphis also. Um, San Antonio might be interested in him. Uh, a couple other teams. Um, there's just there's a lot of players right now that need maybe a change of scenery. Maybe just a fresh start. Maybe get to a playoff team. You know, I mean, today's trade is the first domino to fall. And the fact that um, Anthony Davis is uh, is uh, maybe the next domino to fall, I mean, things could start escalating. You know, um, do the Bucks make a trade for Chris Middleton, knowing that he might leave after the year while they're the number one seed? You know, uh, do the Celtics uh, maybe panic and... Uh, Deal Terry Rozier. I know Orlando would be interested. Possibly Phoenix. Um, there's just so much going on right now. This is, I I know I've repeated myself so many times, but I'm just this is my favorite time of the year. I I love it. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, I lied. My second favorite time of the year. Like I said, the draft is my first. It's I love watching players play with their different rosters. Um, and just a little background on me: I am a Milwaukee Bucks fan. Uh, I'm a, uh, I'm a LeBron guy. Um, I do not try to show favoritism. Um, I would like to see the Bucks make a trade, obviously, to make them a better uh, chance to win the East. Uh, but if they trade Chris Middleton, I, I get it. I understand. I understand how the business works. You know. Um, it's going to be interesting to see a team like Indiana, who just lost Victor Oladipo. Are they going to panic? Are they going to look to make a run? Or are they just going to sit back and wait till next year? Um, then there's the Washington Wizards. They can't trade John Wall. He's virtually untradeable. His contract is basically a poison pill. It's just... It's 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 not going well. Then the rumors of why would they trade Bradley Beal? Bradley Beal is their best player. I mean, 
if they're going to trade anyone, they're going to trade Wall. And, okay, if they can't trade Wall, they're going to keep Beal. Am I correct? You understand? You want those two team pin uh, teams up. And if you're going to trade him uh, Wall, you want to build around Beal. So I mean, it makes no sense. So uh, I mean, think about it. You know, Bradley Beal's not going anywhere. You know. It's just not happening. Um, I'm a little surprised Toronto did not try to get into this. They might have. They might have tried to get into the Kristaps Porzingis sweepstakes, and I'm sure Serge Ibaka would have been offered. Um, he'd have been a perfect. He'd have been a perfect fit for uh, for Toronto. I mean, it's just. It's, I mean, there's. Who knows what Cleveland's going to do? They got Burks and Hood, who they could deal. Uh, they want to stockpile assets like you would not believe. Um, I would not be surprised if if they tried to maybe, you know, prize some youth off of these teams. Um, you know, uh, who knows what's going on with the Bulls? Oh, they're just a mess. And I spend a lot of time in the Chicagoland area. I live outside Chicago, and um, it's crazy. I don't listen to a lot of local sports talk, but when I do, whew, man, they complain and complain and complain. It is, oh, it's ridiculous. Um, so, obviously, for the next week, there's going to be a lot of things happening. We don't know exactly. I mean, every year we think the, the the trade deadline is going to be monster, and there's a lot of duds. There's a lot of duds, and then when we think it's going to be a, a bunch of duds, there's fireworks. You know, it's it's the NBA trade deadline. It's it it's it's a crapshoot. You know, you don't know when these deals get done, and, and there's going to be deals. There's deals every year. Uh, there's lots of small deals, like my role player for your role player or my expiring contract for your expiring contract, or my expiring contract for your role player. It just, that's what happens. But um, I would love to see another blockbuster. Um, yeah, and we'll see. And, and we'll see. I mean, they're, you know, Orlando, Phoenix, they're looking for point guards. Um, a lot of these teams might just wait for a buyout market, too. It's not worth, you know, giving up an asset sometimes. But um, just um, I hope I hope I start getting um, some of you um, fine people to start listening to my podcast. I'm gonna try to do it once a week um, on average, and um, I might do an emergency pod here or there. I am busy. I am writing and doing podcasts for UpAndUnder.net. I am writing for our Last Word on Sports. Um, this Maximum Hoops is my own entity. It'll be my own podcast. Um, I occasionally uh, do some stuff for 105.7 on Milwaukee. Um, I'm all over Twitter. I'm all over Twitter. If you do subscribe to my podcast or if you do take a listen to my podcast, please um, follow me on Twitter at Maximum Hoops NBA. Um, I basically, I tweet well, I shouldn't say all NBA. I tweet a lot about the NBA. I tweet about life too. Um, 
I'm married with four kids. Um, I'm very active in um, coaching basketball and um, and uh, my work. My life does revolve around basketball. I have a JV girl basketball player. Um, so I spend a lot of time at games. So I'm very knowledgeable. This podcasting thing is very easy, uh, very, um, it's, it's new to me. I'm not exactly sure how all this works yet. Um, I'm getting the hang of it. I went to school for radio. Uh, I've done for the last 12 years. I've co-hosted on 105.7 out of Milwaukee, uh, an NBA draft show. So I love love the whole aspect of radio. The podcasting element is different. But I'm getting the hang of it. I'm hopefully going to get more of the hang of it when I start doing my other podcasts on upandunder.net. It'll be just a strictly an NBA draft podcast. Um, My podcast here will be about everything NBA. I'm even thinking about doing a movie review podcast too, but um, baby steps. So um, I know I had some people uh, check out my um, my practice podcast. It was very bad. That <laughs> uh, not, not 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 my best work. Let me just put it this way. But I was nervous. I didn't know how to do it. I was trying to be quiet. My family was sleeping. Um, it was just it was ner- it was it just wasn't very good. So, I hope you enjoyed this podcast, Um, and please, if you are um, subscribing or listening to it, please send me a shout on Twitter at MaximumHoopsNBA, follow my work at Last Word on Sports, Uh, follow my work at UpAndUnder.net, we're right, UpAndUnder.net right now, I'm just doing scouting reports for the draft on there. Um, last word on sports, I basically, I break down trades and, um, I examine depth charts and it's, 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 that's actually fun for me. So please subscribe. I'm going to probably do a next Thursday night. I'm going to probably do a podcast, um, uh, a trade deadline podcast. So thanks for listening. And, um, and um, hopefully you can uh, uh, listen some more and uh, give me some feedback, please. Um, all feedback is good feedback. Thank you and um, God bless.